Hi there, this is just a short podcast I recorded on my own when I was on a roll as a Facebook live feed. There is some dodgy audio in this and I've tried to patch it up a bit the best I could. Um, not all of that's worked but I think the content is really well worth the upload and uh, you can tell me what you think by emailing us at scottishlibertypodcast at gmail.com. Hello. So I was watching Question Time yesterday, or at least a little bit of it, which featured, amongst other people, Ruth Davidson, the Scottish Tory um, leader, a Labour dude from a Labour union, which should surprise you, a Labour dude who's a leader of a Labour union, and Kate Andrews of the, the think tank, the IEA, the Institute of Economic Affairs, a British free market think tank. Uh, someone who I've got, from what I've seen, a lot of admiration for, although she does, um, along with Stephen Davies, have my job, the job I want. Kate Andrews, I'm, I'm on to you. I want that job. So what I wanted to talk about was one of the questions that they asked the panel and the panel was meant to answer, really struck me as particularly interesting, especially having a, a labor union dude on in one hand and uh, someone that worked for a free market think tank on the other hand. And it was about um, workers' rights and Brexit. And one of the arguments for staying in the European Union went along the lines of a lot of our labor rights in this country come from the European Union. And so if we were to leave the European Union, with us exiting, we'd also be, be losing laws that protect workers' rights. Okay, so this was particularly interesting to me because predictably the panel... Sorry, I missed something out. What progressed from this was a, a discussion of the fact that the government has decided to basically try and appropriate those laws to this country. So rather than the European Union making these laws, um, actually just take them over wholesale for the time being. Sort through them, decide which ones you want to keep, which ones you want to get rid of, and um, do a little bit of snipping. This was the case made by Ruth Davidson. It was interesting to have, obviously, the, the person from the Labour Union claimed foul play would be afoot and the Conservatives would take this as an opportunity to throw out our workers' rights. But when it came to Kate of the Institute of Economic Affairs, who has my job, the job I want, um, she was... Uh, she, uh, basically, I found it interesting because I just gawked uh, um, before she answered because I thought, how on earth would I answer this question for if I was in her position for reasons which I'll explain? Because the question itself is prejudiced in a way that most people would not really understand, um, which is calling... Who can argue with workers' rights, right? Okay, We all like rights. Everyone wants rights. Everyone wants as many rights as possible. And um, if you think that workers' rights are these lovely things that are handed out to people by government, then, which everyone in the audience does, um, which is hard not to think, given the, the, the language it's dressed in, it's, it would be 
horrendously difficult not to sound incompassionate if you said, well, some of these workers' rights aren't very good. So how do you give a free market answer to the question of, well, how will we defend workers' rights and in a short space? And this had me thinking right until this afternoon when I was walking home. And uh, finally, I realized, um, well, how I would explain it, but I definitely wouldn't be able to do it on the spot. And likewise, Kate Andrews dodged the bullet of saying, well, you know, you're being a bit rhetorical when you say workers' rights, um, because how, how do you explain that in a short time? Well, I, I figured out how I think I would explain it. And um, what I would say is, well, see, when we talk about workers' rights, what we actually mean is a set of laws set down by the government that say these are the circumstances in which someone is allowed to employ someone else. And that might be very good for people who are already employed. And I say might, and I have to say might because there may be some unintended consequences of the government passing laws which state under what circumstances people are allowed to be employed and aren't allowed to be employed. For example, if the government mandates that companies need to make to use certain equipment for health and safety that is expensive but very rarely prevents an injury or death, let's say um, one in a million or uh, once every 10 years out of the whole industry when let's say most and this is actually true most uh, workplace injuries and deaths are actually due to human error so a lot of the health and safety laws do are not are not actually as helpful as we'd like to think they are some of them might be but a lot of them now that the expense of complying with these regulations has to come from somewhere and companies only have a certain amount of money to spend on labor, on their labor force, right? So basically, if you cannot actually spend that money twice over, that money's actually coming out of people's wages, right? If you have something like the national insurance tax, which half is paid by you uh, as employee and half is paid by your employer, that money that's paid by the employer is coming out of the worker's salary, whether they know it or not. So it might not be helping everyone that's already employed. It might be helping some people who are already employed, but the people who it's definitely not helping are people who are not employed, who don't have any job, who don't have any skills that might be looking for a job. Because as you increase the amount of money that employers have to spend, on employing people, you're also reducing the number of people that employers can afford to employ of libertarian comes out. Almost no one realizes this. And it's very hard to deprogram a word like workers' rights. Who doesn't like rights? Okay. I need to talk about two more things. First of all, I will need to talk about how we improve working standards for workers. And two, I, I need to finish up on on unemployed people. Now, 
I, I accept that Kate Andrews would not have had time to formulate this answer in the spot, which is why I've been thinking about it for like over 12 hours. What, you know, what would I say in her situation? So, but th this is what I would like to say given the opportunity to grandstand. So to continue with the unemployed, right, how you get higher wages is not by the government swooping in to increase your minimum wage or to increase your rights. That might sound good in fantasy world land where, where resources are unlimited and you can just keep on giving people more stuff and or you can take it out the greedy capitalist salary when actually what the capitalist gets is maybe eight to ten percent of revenue whereas a worker gets 40 to 60 percent of the value of their labor so uh, workers are getting a much a much greater percentage on average of what they produce the rest needs to go on the factories the machines the um, advertising everything everything that's necessary to make a a business successful so how you get a higher pay is get higher skills all of that money that is being spent on adhering with regulations and workers rights many of which do not actually improve the standards at work for workers because they're signed by bureaucrats who do not know the reality on the ground in these industries so you've got a central body planning the labor laws for an entire country with lots of different industries with people working in all sorts of circumstances how are they going to know what each of those individuals best needs they can't know no one can know that the only best person who knows that is the employer and the employee who can and negotiate and say okay well we can put these improvements in to make your work experience more comfortable but it's that or a pay rise right and we can go okay yeah please give us the please give us the new conditions or we can say well please give us the pay rise right that's how you get that's how you get improvements in the labor force this is historically how it's happened the worst thing that this does for people who are unemployed in terms of their long-term prospects is it makes it too expensive for companies to train their workers. No one is going to pay someone more money when they're not actually receiving a return on their investment. And this is where socialism and the contemporary sense of using the government to improve the condition of workers fails 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 to achieve its own ends what we want is great prospects for workers but by looking at the short term which is let's improve workers pay let's improve uh, minimum wage you're actually helping people in the short term but you're destroying their long-term prospects because you're missing out on the opportunity that you would otherwise have to increase their skills and their ability to earn for themselves over the long term without the government intervention okay so that's my case for why so-called workers rights mandated by the government have a deleterious effect on working conditions for workers in the long term in the short term they might help some people who are employed in the long term they're very damaging to the poor and the unemployed how have we seen working how have we seen working conditions improve over the long term 
in the real world? Well, basically through capital investments. Because we've got this machines, because we've got these machines which allow one person to do the work that it might have taken 40 people to do, there's more money left over to allocate to wages, right? There's more money to allocate to improving workers' condition. If you took the laws, the labor laws here, and tried to implement them in Bangladesh, people would starve to death. They tried to implement to ban child, child labor in Bangladesh and all the kids went into prostitution and begging and starvation and it was a complete disaster. This isn't my opinion. This isn't from a think tank. Oxfam reported on this. Oxfam, this, this fascist. What I'm saying is, yes, we want conditions for workers to improve, but the state is not the body to do it. And if you look at history, this is impossible until you have an industrialized society. So what you want is as many jobs as possible and you want as many choices of employment as possible so that workers can choose who they want to work for and if they have a crappy boss, they can leave and get a better boss, right? That's just not possible just now. There is not enough jobs for people to actually have the choice to leave because they've got a crappy boss. So finally, um, the last thing I wanted to mention was that, yeah, just there's evidence of this, okay? So an economist called Benjamin Powell went out to countries where they had sweatshops and simply asked their workers, would you like better conditions in this way? Would you like safer conditions? Would you like this? Would you like that? They went through the whole list of workers' rights. And of course, they said yes to everything. But they, when they asked them, would you like this or a pay rise? Would you like this or a pay rise? They said no to all of them. Overwhelmingly, they voted no, which shows that on a free market where there's the maximum opportunities for choice of employment, workers will get roughly the funds available to allocate to labor expenses in the measure that they want them. So if they want more safety, then more will be invested in safety. If they want higher pay, more will be invested in pay. If they want more holidays, more than... Because it doesn't make any difference at all to the capitalist. It really doesn't. He's got the same amount of money to spend on his workers. It doesn't really make a difference to him if he pays them in a pension plan or more health insurance or gives them higher pay. It really doesn't make a difference. So the term workers' rights, it should just be deleted out of the English language. It should be called laws passed by the government which say under what circumstances someone is allowed to, to employ someone else. Laws man government mandates on who is allowed to be employed under which circumstances. That is what workers' rights should be called. And then we can have a discussion over which of these laws should be kept and which of them should be abolished. And it'll be an honest discussion, not based on rhetoric. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry I went on for so long. I can keep it more concise than that. And um, um, I hope that other people will find this of value.